Everything is fine. Wait, what, what the hell am I doing here? It was just a nightmare. I was there. Mr. Pierce, don't move. have to get back You there. have to rest. No, but the dreams that they were real. Only time can heal I your affliction. To Hey, dude, what is going on? Oh, not much. I'm just uh, kicking it at the house. I'm uh, watching some Call of Cthulhu full-game walkthrough to try and uh, jog my memory because it's been a smooth minute since I, I played any of it. Ah. But you got all the way through it. I beat the game. Very nice. Yeah, good job, it. sir. No, Thank I you. could not. I could not. Uh, before we get to that, you, you already recording or? 
I am recording. I'm just setting up yeah. some stuff in my room here. I don't, I don't come into this room unless I record. And I'm not oh, trying nice. to say I have a huge house. It's just uh, the office that collects all of our crap. And that's <laughs> the only thing we use it for is recording and storing crap. So. Well, I wish I could say the same, but my little game room is where I spend 90% of my time outside of work. So uh, this is, this is uh, doubles as my living quarters effectively. I mean, I guess if you factor in sleeping, but my waking hours are almost all entirely spent in here. Yeah, cool. except for uh, lately I have been going to the gym a lot more, and that's about the only other oh, thing. Oh, good. That's health. Health is uh, very important, man. It is, it is, yeah, and I finally, I found a gym I really like, they're 24 hours, hey, so I just go whenever I want, uh, the, the one downside is at night they turn off all their air conditioning, so Ooh. it can be relatively hot after the sun goes down, yeah. uh, if it was a particularly nasty day, That's silly. but other than that, yeah, doing doing well, and uh, I've been playing a, a lot of games, but not in depth. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, gosh, I can't even remember what all I played. Uh, I know I played Tornecchio, but I don't know if you're even aware of that game. Um, it's, uh, it's not, yeah, it, it, it almost does, right? Well, Tornecchio is the name of the merchant in Dragon Warrior 4, um, outside of the United States. In the United States, he was known as Taloon, um, but in Japan, he was called Tornecchio. And when they released, this is like a spinoff of Dragon Warrior 4, um, and it's called Dragon Warrior Tenekio, The Last Hope. It's okay. a really obscure title for the PlayStation 1. It is right a, uh, yeah, it's a, I guess you would say a roguelike RPG, hmm. because all the dungeons are procedurally generated. You don't know what you're going to get in each dungeon. Every time you start a new dungeon, you start back at level one with no items or equipment, and you uh, level them up as you go, so so on. And it's it's interesting. It's, a, it's actually a lot more fun than it appears to be. Um, I, I spent about three or four hours on that. Uh, I started replaying Grandia at one point just because it had been so long since I played it. I wanted to see if uh, the original version at least uh, held up. And it does to, to an extent. Um, and I, I got about three, four hours in on that before I quit. And uh, the one big one that I, I really enjoyed and would like to at some point maybe do, because it, it actually reminds me a lot of Call of Cthulhu. Um, have you ever played a game called Echo Knight? Echo Knight? I don't think so. Is it like as <laughs> night as in Knights of the Round Table? Knight as in N-I-G-H-T. Oh. Um, and it is... Uh, a PlayStation title, and I believe there's a, a sequel as well on the PlayStation 2. And the first one I went ahead, when we had that scare on uh, the PlayStation, we're here several months back now, they announced that they were going to do away with the PlayStation 3 um, PSN network, you know? Mm-hmm. We had that scare, and I was like, oh, I'd better buy everything that I want off of that store before they shut it all down and i went ahead and jumped on it and i bought uh amongst other things echo knight and i didn't play it immediately i bought that uh tecmo dungeon that you had suggested all those years ago oh, yeah. um deception or whatever it's yeah, called Tecmo's uh, deception <laughs> yeah 
That's a great Picked book. that up. Picked up uh, Echo Knight. Gosh, I can't. Four or five titles. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't immediately play Echo Knight. I've, I've been aware of it for a very long time. Uh, I've never pulled the trigger on the PlayStation version because it's like several hundred dollars now or some fool thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, it looks interesting. I'd much rather have a physical copy, but I, I'm getting trying to be realistic. I probably will never drop, you know, two, three hundred dollars on a six hour game. Right. Yeah. So I went ahead and paid the five dollars on PSN. I suggest you do so as well, because it, it plays a lot, a lot like um, Call of Cthulhu does, where it is like a first person uh, story-driven game, okay. and uh, it was very good. I was having a lot of fun with it. Um, you play a guy that's like and goes to his, I, I want to say, uncle or father's house. I can't recall which now, and he had died mysteriously. And this takes place in like the 30s, and you go into the house and you explore around, and feels very like Resident Evil esque in a way, mm-hmm. um, without like any kind of combat, however. Uh, any well, I say any kind. There is sort of a combat in in, in the form of like ghosts, yeah. where um, you find out if a room is dark, these ghosts will attack you. So you have to like constantly be like dashing towards the light switch, or uh, fixing a fuse of some kind, moving things around to be able to hmm. uh, illuminate areas so that you can progress and you you know you solve puzzles and so on and so forth. What's unfortunate on, on this though is I got about two hours in and I thought, oh gosh, I, I should probably go ahead and save. And I, I went to the save spot, thinking that you know it being a PlayStation One game. Uh, surely I would have infinite room on my PlayStation 3, and evidently you have to make, like, fake memory cards for the PlayStation 3. Yes, yes, yes. I don't ever remember making one. Evidently I did, or it comes with the one or the two or whatever, but they were full, and it wouldn't let me, yeah, it wouldn't let me back out of it um, without just quitting the game, so I just ended up losing all my... Uh, my data but uh i was really looking forward to playing through it because i looked it up on how long to beat it's only like six hours long so i was like oh this this could be doable now it does have some like uh really big drawbacks in that this is pre uh analog for the playstation it's like early enough where like it doesn't support the analog stick and it is like a Mm three-dimensional first person perspective and the way you control that is uh you use the uh R1 and R and R2 buttons, yeah, um, to raise and lower the camera, so you can look up and look down with R1, R2, and then with L1, L2, you can strafe left and right. <laughs> it's it's not the best, uh, but I, I was surprised at how quickly I became like kind of accustomed to it, especially since, um, at least to the point where I'd played, there was no actual like battles of any kind no battle systems or whatever so you know uh don't don't really need to be like overtly quick it was more like a point and click adventure um so and and to a larger extent so is uh, the game we will be discussing uh mm-hmm. this episode call of cthulhu um but before we get to that uh have you been up to anything james well, uh, I have, let's see, I've been playing, what did I, I can't remember, I played something after Call of Cthulhu on PlayStation 4. I've actually been playing, starting to play more games again. Um, my boys Good. are getting more and more interested in stuff, so that that kind of dictates what we're looking at, but right. um, I played this like silly Plants vs. Zombies, like first person shooter, like MMO. 
that was huh. that was free on the uh, PlayStation Four, uh, you know, network. Yeah, yeah. And it's I actually not bad. It. Yeah, you. I'm sure huh. you have it. I thought it was gonna be like the old school Plants vs Zombies. I was like, oh, this might be fun right. for the kids to kind of mess around with. But uh, then it's like a you know an MMO, and it's actually not bad. So I screwed around there for a while, and then, um, I don't know if you guys know or anyone knows, but uh, there's a bunch of fires raging in California. I've heard about that. Fifth (laughs) fifth or sixth year in a row, and it's like threatening, like one of our beloved landmarks, like South Lake Tahoe, if anyone knows if that's aware of that. It looks like it's going to be okay. But anyways, there's just like smoke everywhere, so we can't leave the house. So I went to this like local, or my local uh, video game, like retro video game store and i haven't been there in since covid so it's been almost god two almost two years i think now and wow. like, i just picked up uh i just went in like a game i got six wii games for like i don't know 80 bucks nice uh, a bunch of like the, the the crown jewel was uh mario baseball my son oh cool they're yeah, in yeah, the yeah. baseball games so we bought that we bought like backyard football we bought i don't know a bunch of silly some some coloring game uh, but my son and I have been playing a lot of this uh, MLB like baseball uh, for kids. It's like this, you know. It's it's all you do is pitch and hit, and kind of every the players take care of everything else. At least in the mode we're playing, yeah. and it's fun because I'll do all the pitching. I'll get the I'll do defense, and my four year old will play offense, and he'll try and hit the ball. And he's actually not that bad. So cool, cool. that's that's what we're doing, and that's that's kind of pretty. It's pretty cool. I did beat Call of Cthulhu. Um, nice. I think our biggest news, though, do you, uh, do you want to introduce our, our the biggest news we have right now coming through? Oh, as far no, you you go ahead. Uh, I mean, you you brought the guy to the table. I think I know what you're referring to, yeah, and it, it's I, super cool. We made this guy's career. I think we reinvented him. <laughs> I think we were talking. I think to him. he's forgotten that he that we interviewed him <laughs> at this point. I sent him an uh, email. I sent him Did an email you? and I was like, "Hey, I see your movie is, is like underway, man. Congrats!" And he actually fired one back. And he's like, "Hey, yeah. oh nice." He's like, "Yeah, man, remember the podcast? That was a lot of fun." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Well, when when are we getting invited to the premiere?" Um, <laughs> yeah, right. For those of you guys that don't know, though, many whoa, it was like three, four, five. God, it's been five or six years ago. I think. It, it was about four years ago, I think. It was on our. Um, I think we- uh, God, I think it was longer than I that. Think a, I don't think my son was around yet. It was we read. Oh uh, yeah, you might be right. We read a book, and everybody. Was, we read a book. We read a book, and it was. I'm trying to think of what episode specific it was. It was. I know the game, and I can't think of the name of the game. It's the one with the sentient pig, and you play the oh, uh, yeah. female photographer. Yeah. It was like it was like the episode at we like did a bonus episode like a week later, um, and it was Eight Bit Christmas the book and the guy even talked yeah. about like getting a movie going and he's like I wrote this book as a mo- as a screenplay but you know I didn't think it was gonna really happen so I just like filled out the screenplay for a book and then I was right. screwing I was actually watching this uh, HBO movie uh, TV show called White Lotus with Steve Zahn and I was like oh, I, yeah. love, I love Steve Zahn like what else is I do he doing. He's been around forever and hasn't aged. I know, and he, he's always he, he's a way better comedic character. He kind of dabbles in other stuff here and there, but I looked in to see what else he's doing, and he's in 8-Bit Christmas, and I'm like, oh my god. Mm. And also, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, like two like, crazy. big actors in this guy's movie, which is coming out in November. Like, yeah. this is insane. And we interviewed insane him. And 
and yeah, and super duper cool. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we actually uh, God, what what was his name? It was Ke- Kevin Jakubowski. Jakubowski, yeah. See, we we've got a uh, a friend of the show that uh, I do a podcast with occasionally uh, called Video Games the Movie. We uh, he was the fan of that that brought it back. James and I used to do that show. And it just got like a little too much for us, on, you know, to uh-huh. get together for two shows often and stuff. And it just kind of faded away, as things do. And uh, Kevin, his name is Kujawalski, which is uh-huh. very close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he brought it back. He's a member of the uh, RPG show. And if you're not listening to that show, uh, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. Because they, they do a lot better job of sticking with RPGs than we do here. It, is it worth it? A yeah. subsidiary of the retro RPG. Well, we, show. we're not really an RPG. I mean, we are, but we we don't focus there. So it's, yeah, this is funny. Game. Like at this point, I think like all total on the network, we've probably reviewed more non-RPGs than RPGs. I'm not sure about that, Maybe. but it's getting close. You're <laughs> you probably, and it's just the time of our lives right now. We got stuff. We're really um, we, shaking. You know, and, and for, furthermore, the show started out as like. I was going to review all the expensive games and it just kind of morphed into let's just review any game we want to and tell you whether or not it's worth it for, you know, what it costs and stuff, which, you know, I kind of like that format better. It doesn't like pigeonhole us nearly as much Mm -hmm. because there's only so many good expensive games and there's a lot of really, really bad ones. And, um, and I didn't want to have to, yeah, <laughs> didn't want to have to review a lot of that garbage because a lot of the best games tend to sell really well, you know, yeah. as such, they become really uh, popular and there's a lot in the market and they go down in value. So mm-hmm. your Super Mario 3s and the like are actually pretty fucking common. Yeah. yeah. Zelda, original Zelda. Exactly. But uh, I was going to, you were mentioning Wii games. Do you have a copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii? Per chance. The red one? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I was, I had an extra copy of that. If, uh, if you I haven't played have it, it yet, so, and that'd be a good one for me to play with the boys because that one, like, it's four excellent. Yeah. And can you like die in that one? I don't even know if like. Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, but I, I, I want to say that if you die enough times, then uh, I think that's the one where Luigi will come out and like finish the level for you and show you how to do it so that it's interactive with the younger audience. And like and I could play it and like my boys can just like tag along for the adventure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's what Almost I'm, positive. That's, that's why I've been playing a lot of Sonic too. Cause like I can play a Sonic and then like my son can play as yeah. Tails and like, it doesn't affect the, uh, anything. Talk about just a, a stroke of brilliance um, when when they came up with the idea to just have Tails be like this invincible little brother character yeah, that you can, perfect. you know, have your sibling jump on and you know be relevant still, but yeah. have no not hurt you in any way. Unless yeah, just really smart, and yeah, that kind of segues into something else that I forgot to mention was, uh, gosh, it's been about three four days ago now is all. But uh, my wife, you know, she's got a new job where she's managing uh, a store called Burks, and they're opening up in a city close to us. I saw um, that on Facebook. I was going to ask yeah, about that. and it's a it's kind of a big deal. Uh, she she was managing uh, the Goodwills here, and then uh, they didn't offer her uh, enough incentive to try and do both the stores. Um, she's you know wanted compensation for doing more than one store, and they kind of mm-hmm. refused. So she looked for another job and found this, 
And I really bet that they are um, taking themselves now because she's still, for some reason, getting emails from corporate from her old job. Uh And she saw how much the numbers have dwindled. And without giving any actual numbers, it is bad, like real bad. She left and brought half the store with her because they didn't want to be there. She wasn't. So they all went to Burke's. And, um, yeah, she's doing real well. But her store is just, you know, it's just opening. They're having all these problems up to and including whatever idiot ordered the uh, air conditioning units, ordered uh, 480 when it was supposed to be 220, and they plugged it up, and it just blew all the circuitry oh, in the whole building. No. Yeah, so they're having to work in a hot building now on top of everything else with no electricity. And, yeah, it's just it's just a big clusterfuck. But uh, she's managing. And um, anyway, she had uh, her entire team, rather than being a hot building, doing planning, uh, she had her team over at our house, and they were all downstairs and got them snacks and stuff. And one of the gals is an old friend of ours that we used to take care of her son at our daycare. Mm-hmm. And he came, and gosh, he's like 10 feet tall now and speaks full sentences, and it's weird, you know. But um, her, her, him, rather, and Caroline were just running around the house acting crazy. And my wife's like, Blaine, would you please hook them up something to play to get them out of our you know our hair kind of thing and because i couldn't round them up myself i was like okay sure and you know you know me i've got like 50 systems or whatever uh-huh. but that said i didn't want to give them a system that i gave a shit about yeah of course. <laughs> so i've got uh, one of those like pack-in 80 game genesis mini things yeah. you know i've got the Mortal combat version yeah. and i was like well this thing works so i hooked it up and yeah, they played Mortal Kombat, specifically Mortal Kombat 3, for like a good hour. And then they uh, played through a good portion of Golden Axe All right. before they, um, Golden Axe 2, before they lost interest, right? Uh-huh. And ran off. And it was sitting there, and, and I, I started to play, I think it's called Alien Storm, uh-huh. which is a game I've heard of. And new on a lot of people's lists, but don't own a copy. In fact, I'm not positive it came out in the States, although it may have. Uh-huh. Um, that game is really stellar. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I, I played it on one of the uh, same things you have, the uh, you know the same oh, okay. collections. And um, ref- I mean, actually, here I have my iPad. I can... There's a few of those games that um, were on there that I kind of get all confused now let me just see a picture of it real quick and i can Um, it's like a side scrolling beat-em-up but you have a gun and you can choose between three different characters one of yeah yeah i see it now yes 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 it's it's like golden axe but with guns yeah and you've got like the electric guy he's got like the electric gun the flamethrower guy and then the robot with like whips or whatever yes and it's a really stellar beat em up. It's like genuinely good for the era. And then in between, you have shooter levels where you're literally like flying through the air, superhero like, and shooting as though it were a shmup, you know, or a shoot 'em up is a better word. I hate the word shmup. Um, and then there are levels yeah. where it's uh, almost a first person shooter, which are like these bonus levels. They, they feel a lot like if you played the original Shinobi, where you're throwing the shurikens at all the ninjas that are jumping at you. Oh, yeah, it that. feels a lot like that, um, except you've got a gun of some sort and you can blow, but it has destructible environments and you can get all kinds of power ups and energy and stuff that way. And uh, 
it's just a really cool game, man. I'd never played it before. Like I said, I'd heard of it, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, that one ducked under my radar. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for like a weird, obscure Genesis beat 'em up type thing, you know, and it is multiple players too, so you can play up to two players. Um, really stellar little game. Had a lot of fun with that, and I only like started playing to like, oh, I, I've heard of this. I should maybe play it for a minute to just see about it. And then I ended up playing for a good hour. I'm sitting there. And, like the kids are running around, hey, get over here, and you know, but they were they were being good at that point. They calmed down a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it ended up. Uh, I kept pausing and going back to it and such, and really, really good game. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I think that's enough. Uh, just whatever banter that we normally have. Always nice catching up with you, James. So let's get to the game proper, which is uh, Call of Cthulhu for the PlayStation Four. Which is, is uh, is it for the, oh, it is for the PlayStation Four. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation Four. I want to say it's also on the Xbox, but I'm mm-hmm. not. It, it may even be on Switch. I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. I played it on the PlayStation Four. I think you did as well. Um, there is a more I coveted for some reason, but you're right. It is new. Um, version of this that was on the original xbox also just called call of cthulhu so we don't want to get it confused with that that version to my knowledge plays more like a first person shooter um more resident evil style um but with like a lot of bad too like there there are definitely people that absolutely love that game and it's like crazy in price now for an xbox game especially i think it's like 80 100 bucks something like that Mm -hmm. um and and it's only for the xbox and pc this version i want to say was on all kinds of shit but again i'm i'm not sure um and yeah it follows uh lovecraft's call of cthulhu like to a point um draws from like just lovecraft in general uh, are you a big fan of HP Lovecraft or, you know, in theory, yes, I've, you know, I've read stuff and seen stuff that's inspired by him. I was actually yeah. trying to read the book actually before this podcast, but I was um, finishing up two other books and I just couldn't get to it. So, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, next I'm, time. I'm much the same. I'm a, I'm like a huge fan of Lovecraft in theory. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of works inspired by him. I've watched all kinds of movies that were based on works of his, you know, such as Reanimator and whatnot. Um, you know, and he's like, in theory, I love the guy, despite him being just a horrible racist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that was, it was also a very different time. We have to remember this isn't very long after the Civil War. Um, yeah. And apparently as he got older, he, he got, uh, much better about that. Like realized a bit, you know, I watched a documentary that was great. That's on, um, I want to say it's on Amazon prime. It's just called the, the life of HP Lovecraft or something. It's got several mm-hmm. celebrities on there and stuff. Uh, if you just look up HP Lovecraft, I'm sure you'll find it. But yeah, it was great. And, uh, like, like you said, in theory, I like the guy. I've gone to multiple bookstores and asked, hey, do you have any Lovecraft? And they never do, um, largely due to the fact that uh, a lot of his works weren't like standalone works. They were short stories published in um, like a magazine, a sci-fi magazine back in the like 1920s and 30s, I think. And uh, what I really like about Lovecraft is his ideas that uh, – man is so insignificant, you know, because that, that rings true. And, uh, that there are these beings that are effectively gods and there are tons of them, but they don't 
give a shit about the daily lives of man. You know, they could mm-hmm. care less, but much like we would to an ant. And that rings way more true than a lot of other, uh, especially like horror of the time where you have, you know, these characters that are all about the comings and goings of man, things like Dracula or whatever. Um, these are very indifferent. They're like all powerful. You have no hope against them in any way. Um, but they, and they also just don't care. Yeah. Uh, and, but in this game you play as a, uh, detective, um, gosh, I'd forgotten his name. You probably remember. No, actually, um, uh, uh, let me think about it. The detective's name was Bradley. See, I remember he, I remember the people he talked to more than I do him. Because, him himself. Yeah. Let me pull up my notes. Is it Bradley Drake or something like that? Bradley's the uh, police officer, and then Sarah Hawkins is the girl he's trying to search for. See, I know all the people he talks to, but I've got to pull pull my notes up for him. Um, Just a real quick uh, echo on what you were talking about with, like, the, you know, the gods and the um whatnot i also like i'm so into this like i like godzilla's cool and king kong's cool and you know these large monsters but like one that's actually like intelligent that could like you know you know you could you know have a conversation with or whatever like that is so much more interesting than me like galactus like a big like just crazy huge powerful cosmic being and you know when you google you know, call it Cthulhu, you see, or Cthulhu, you see, like, this big green, like, swamp thing, just, like, enormous-looking creature, and, like, the fact that you yeah, just have a conversation with it, it's a god, it's, you know, that is, that is so cool for me. Um, you, you could, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't any more than, like, we would talk to agreed, yeah. you, an ant, you know, because not only are they so much greater than you in size and scope, but uh, in intelligence as well, their understanding of the universe is such that we can't comprehend it, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that thought is both humbling and scary. You know, there's a lot of things we as people don't understand, and you attribute all kinds of different things to explain it. Classically, you know, religion and stuff has been an explanation for things we don't understand. Look at like Greek mythology with you know Helios riding a chariot of fire, and that explains the sun or a woman with a damn you know blanket for uh like a dark cloak with like glittery shit on it that pulls it across and that Mm -hmm. makes my you know just stupid you know obviously stupid to our 20th century minds but to someone you know three thousand years ago this was you know perfectly normal and indeed you know everyone believed in these things and lived and uh, and died by them and such you know just silly to us now but at the time and to think that um, you know, there's still so many things that we have very little, if any, understanding to. We probably don't even know the questions to ask in, in actuality on a lot of this stuff. And uh, even if we knew the question, we wouldn't understand the answer. You know, yeah. think of uh, like, what is that. the meaning of life? 42 kind of thing, you know, where the the computer uh what book is that a hitchhiker's guide where they make a computer to figure out the meaning of life and then the answer is 42 and we don't understand the answer and it says well i can explain it to you but it's going to take another you know three thousand years and another supercomputer in order to do it that's how (laughs) earth is created or something if i remember right but yeah those kind of thoughts are just uh like i said both humbling and uh thought-provoking and Mm -hmm. and truly scary when when i think of something like that 
um, you know, that to me, that is a lot more, um, realistic than a, as deity that's so far greater than us that, and he cares about each individual life or whether or not I masturbate, um, to think that there might be something out there that is way greater than us. Sure. But just could not care. Doesn't even know of our existence effectively, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah that makes and it's just like i said it's humbling and scary as shit to have that thought right Mm -hmm. so edward pierce edward pierce Pierce. detective pierce yes who is a uh complete drunk you Mm -hmm. know he's this guy that uh wasn't he in the again james forgive me it's been about a month but he was like a military guy for a while or something right or am I just making that up? Um, you, you know, the, you gain a lot of insight about who he is from like the, the tutorial part where you're in his like detective office and like the guy yes, comes to it, visit you, and that might have been. So, yeah, I think that was like part of it. There was a picture of him or something like that that like yeah gave him a little background, but I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time there to be honest. Maybe. Yeah, well, I want to say he had like some form of military background or something, mm-hmm. turned cop, and then like circumstances throughout his life he's caused him to become a raging alcoholic he doesn't have like a case at the moment he's behind on all his bills when this guy comes to knock in looking for miss hawkins Mm -hmm. who is a famous um artist Mm -hmm. and she has gone missing and uh he's asking this is what her grandfather or father and he's going to pay all your fees and take care of you financially if you can just get to the bottom of this. And he wants to send you to this island where she was living and last seen. And that's the start of the game, effectively. Now, before you go, you are given a choice of, um, you have like, what, six or eight different attributes, something like mm-hmm. that. And you can put a few points into, I think you have like three or four points to begin with, into anything. And there's two of them that appear in gold right um it, or am i remembering wrong I'm honestly sorry. You put put do whatever you want with them because I, I didn't ever in this game like find an area where like i needed or used any any of them maybe maybe it was doing it and i didn't even realize it but like, yeah well i didn't well here's the the deal on it james is uh this game is pretty brilliant um uh, in in this regard anyway um you have these different abilities or senses you know two of which i know one is medical and one is occult right Mm -hmm. and those are knowledge based that you can only increase in the game proper if you um read books on it yeah yeah yeah, you have to read books on those things otherwise this is the only time where you can attribute points to them so you should at the very beginning of the game attribute basically everything you can into the occult is is like occult and uh medical because uh, you don't get a chance to increase those later um, outside of the books and such and then there's a couple that you can skip entirely one of which I know is strength yeah uh, strength only comes up in the game on very few doors and things like that where like if something is stuck you get a singleton chance that uh, checks your modifier versus your strength level um, there's like one called investigation or sleuthing or something that is so on a Psychology. One that helps you pick locks is the one you want to do the most. Oh, that one I didn't um, do at all, and I didn't pick anything. That's, that's the one that enables you to like bypass um, mm-hmm. certain areas entirely. Because there are what what makes this brilliant is there are multiple ways to solve puzzles. 
um, on a lot of these things. Like in the very beginning of the game, you go into this island, you're greeted with a few, uh, you know, locals and stuff. The the uh, old ship captain, and there's a bar full of uh, whalers because this is a whaling community. Although whales lately haven't been so great, but there is a dead one that they have drug up an orca that is bleeding out and there's an argument between uh, Bradley and the men uh, that enable it at the beginning at least you cannot pass them and then you need to figure out a way to pass them and there's multiple ways you can do it from the very beginning you can uh, talk to Kat who's the leader of the thieves guild and convince her to help you and she'll show you the way and let you in on her property to enter the warehouse you can talk to these two drunk guys that are sitting outside of this area that's guarded by cat's men and you can persuade them by getting them some liquor and there's actually two different ways to even get a bottle of liquor which is interesting so and, and then like they will distract those guys for you you can sneak past and attempt to pick the lock there's another warehouse where you can find uh, a gear shaft wheel and another part and if you put them on in the correct order um and there's nothing in game that tells you what order it is which was infuriating um, because they don't let you take it off and try again which one of the flaws mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh that's a way that you can get into the next area so like i said there's multiple puzzles in this game where there are legitimately more than one way to solve it, mm -hmm. uh, which is really neat. You know, really cool design in that respect. Um, but I don't want to praise it too much because some of the things I dislike are uh, the stealth, number one. I absolutely hated the stealth in this game. I don't know how you felt about it. Uh, it yeah. just felt, yeah, it's, it's, imagine like you're playing a first-person perspective game with uh no map because there's yeah. no actual map which is just mind-boggling mind-boggling yeah. there's a game that got made in 2019 or whatever this game is uh and there's just no map system granted most of the buildings that you enter and areas you enter are relatively small but it would have been infinitely better to have a map and maybe once you learn the patterns of any given person that's moving in an area, maybe if you had some form of indication of where they were moving would have been a big help or uh, inability like say the last of us or Batman where you can kind of see through walls would have been great. And I think like, I think they were trying to go for like, if that's not reality in real life, you know, you I, don't I get have that. this stuff you, and, and that's fine. But you know, we're also playing this a is the game. game and it, and, Maybe, like, have, like, you know, easy mode where you get that stuff. And then hard mode, that stuff's gone. You know, and that, that's, yeah. you know, the that's where the difficulty lies. It's not in, like, any actual gameplay. It's just, like, you suddenly get all these, you know, accolades taken away from you. And you have to try and deal with it without it. But, yeah, I Instead, mean... Yeah, you're left with a first-person perspective where you can get caught by either monsters or the, the most infuriating area I personally played was the insane asylum where you break out of your cage cell and you're running around and there's all these orderlies that at any time can catch you. And it just instantly puts a stop to that game. And you start from where you 
started right yeah and that almost broke the only, that was that was it, almost it i call i think i even texted you and i was like okay we're done like, let's it, record yeah yeah and i'm glad you pushed past that i hit a wall myself and we'll get to that momentarily but um and th- that one almost did it to me as well because there's no indication of these guys you have to like visually watch them do their rounds and then kind of like sneak and follow them around Uh outside of their line of sight and whenever you're in their line of sight you get an indicator that goes from like white to red that they've seen you and then you can run and hide in various places um and there's a neat it doesn't actually do anything but it makes you feel like something is happening where you'll go into a closet or whatever it might be and you can kind of see through the grating or the lattice or whatever it is and see the guys moving about out there and you'll slowly like descent into madness which is another thing that lovecraft does with all of his characters is that they're usually not all quite all there and as the stories progress they go crazier and crazier and that's kind of a nod to that although it literally doesn't do anything you can leave them in the closet go take a shit make sandwich come back and it will like your controller will be shaking and your screen will be crazy and your guy will be like screaming (laughs) really (laughs) but you'll be fine yeah you'll be fine i was so panicked that was happening i like got out of there and like the orderly would catch I'm, me, and I was like, God damn it. I'm almost positive it does nothing, because I did it with the orderlies, and I let it sit for a long time, and nothing happened. Mm. Um, but with the monster later on, uh, I didn't. And he did a couple of times catch me while I was in the damn thing, which very unnerving. Did not enjoy that. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you take the story as much as you want to tell it, because I have holes in my memory. And uh, that's the main draw of this game, I want to say, is the story itself. That's what keeps you compelled to keep playing. Well, I, I I'm just want to also point out, I'm, I'm like scrolling through the um, walkthrough as, you know, we're, we're doing this. And there's there's like so much, like, I just, I didn't do it that way. All right. Like, what's this? I didn't go, I didn't solve that puzzle. Like, how did this happen? And I'm like, wow, there are like, right. like you said, so many different pathways you can take to progress through this game. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, it's fucking awesome. Like yeah. that idea has been kicked around since you know the the dawn of adventure gaming, uh-huh. where it's like, hey, you can use this item in a couple different ways or whatever. And the the problem with it is, the more branching paths that you do, the more ways that you you know have to solve any given puzzle uh the more coding you have to do and the more complex and the mm-hmm. spider web becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and this one isn't huge but it feels huge like there's always a way to progress and um but but depending on how you build your character um you can progress differently and have a different experience if you want to play through at another time right mm-hmm. yeah and it, I mean, this game, like you touched on, like there's puzzle solving elements, there's like investigative elements, although the investigative elements, I feel like it, <laughs> it becomes more of like fetch quests. Like you just need to like, you just need to do the investigation. You don't have to ap- apply like what you learned really. And I thought, Not really. I thought there was something lack. Like I thought I was collecting all this data, all these, cl- like they even like have when you go in the menu, clues you found and like people mm-hmm. you've talked to. And I thought it was building to a place where I have to, like, you know, finally solve this whole thing based on the information I've gathered. Um, And that never paid off, unfortunately. Not really. Like, Uh, you get these moments that are kind of like detective mode in uh, Batman where, like, you're looking for 
whatever to to explain to you what's happened and of course he's not you know batman he he has very limited uh things that you know just what you can see touch Mm -hmm. taste and smell kind of thing but he uses those to uh, effectively paint a picture you'll Mm -hmm. see like these until the ghosts appear basically he'll be like oh before she died she was reading this book and then there'll be like a ghost of her holding a book reading or something and then but then she sat over here by the fire whatever and then it'll show her in the rocking chair or whatever you know and you're learning that through these clues but before you can progress and figure out what happened you have to find all the clues Mm -hmm. and it's neat but it's really more it's like it makes you feel like you're playing a video game but in reality you're just watching a cutscene, and it's very slightly interactive, you know, as mm-hmm. all those really are. But, um, yeah, that, that's all I have to say about that. Sorry to interject. No, um, no, that's, I, I was just going to piggyback off that. Like, that, I think, if they could have perfected that, they kind of make that, like, you are a true detective, and you are truly solving this. And, like, right. kind of how it had the branching paths. Like, your investigation took you this way, and now you either have to back up, or you, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, I for mean... Sure. It, it, it would have been interesting if, like, you took all the information, like, perhaps you could progress past those moments without finding all the information. Mm-hmm. But if you did, then at the end of whatever section, you had a more detailed report and it was able to go in a different, slightly different direction or open up an area that you normally wouldn't be able to or talk to a person that you wouldn't have got to talk to and maybe unravel more of the story. But that never really happened. It was literally anytime one of those investigation prompts came up you had to find you know three to whatever amount exactly mm-hmm. uh clues until you exhausted all of them and then you got to move on and you know like like the um you know the asylum where you get caught and it kind of resets you maybe there are points where like you have to like accuse someone or you have to solve a, a certain part of the crime and if you choose the wrong person or choose the wrong do something then it resets you then you have to okay you know review all of what you learned or look around for more clues and then like you need to you know find the right solution um through, nice that would have been a little bit a little bit but anyways um i don't know where we left off with the story you go to the hawkins yeah. mansion and what happened is like the whole place burned down and they just assume it's just arson and they, but they don't know what started the fire, so you'd use like you said the the Batman detective um, modes in different rooms, and you com- conclude that uh, there's something weird. That's it. You you know like you know you kind of have a feeling that people actually survived the fire, um, but you don't know really what's happening. And then all of a sudden, like someone like is in the Hawkins mansion, which is supposed to be like condemned. And you chase him to like the basement, and you find like a cult down there, like worshiping Cthulhu. I guess is what the you know the big reveal. Yeah. Would be spoiler alert, everybody. And, and yeah, it's only in the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that kind of that's where you go into the. Uh, is that is that then you go into the asylum at that point? Yeah. That, that that's the. I don't, yeah, because you you get caught by the the cult. Um, uh, they they catch right. you, they catch you, and you watch them kill Officer Bradley right in front of you. He gets mm-hmm. shot multiple times, and then you wake up in the hospital with Bradley uh, Asylum, and Bradley is alive. Yeah, yeah, and no. and you're you're very and then 
this is where you escape, and then like this nurse—is it a nurse or a doctor? I believe it's a doctor that helps you because she comes. It back. is. She yeah. comes back later. She releases you, and then this is where you, you're talking about you're maneuvering through this asylum, and you know you're trying not to get caught. You eventually break out of there and go back to the Hawkins mansion. You talk to um, his his wife, right? His wife. You're looking. Well, you're looking for. Yeah, you're still looking for Sarah. You're talking to his wife. I'm not. We won't go through the whole thing. But I'm trying to get to the part where you, I think, left off, where you have this like creature that comes out of. Right. Yeah. Because Hawkins has this. He was like a huge fan, or not Hawkins. Uh, I can't remember. Was it? It's not Hawkins. Uh, it was this guy that and his wife and he he was the sanders. one at, at the bottom of the sanders yes yeah. at the bottom of the asylum you meet up with sanders who's had some experiments done to him and he's gone completely crazy he's gouged his own eyes out mm-hmm. i think and he warns you not to look at the painting or some shit um and then you hightail it out of there and go to see his wife who is uh still in charge of all his vast collection of mostly Hawkins shit. Like he's a huge um, proponent and uh, what do you call that? A patron of Hawkins where he was always like buying her paintings and her works and uh, was really into her and everything she was about. But he also collected like occult stuff in the way of uh, daggers and ritualistic items and stuff like that. And he has this huge museum and the centerpiece is this creepy painting that she had done that she really didn't want to sell to Sanders, but he kept um, offering more and more money, right? Until it was just like she had to do it. And indeed, you go there and Cat uh, shows up, the leader of the Thieves Guild, and she's talking with the wife too. And while she's doing that, you're taking a look around the, uh, the old museum there and there's a fucking painting sitting there. And it just all of a sudden comes to life, and this creature crawls out of it, all of the grudge, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is creepy as fuck. It's like this big, like incredibly long-armed, you know, nemesis-faced uh, beast that uh, will stalk you around this museum, and uh, it kills you instantly um, mm-hmm. if it gets you. And you see all these glass cases around there, and you think, okay, maybe I can finally get a weapon because you know you can grab up a weapon but you can't attack the monster directly you have to run to the painting itself and then attack the painting with a weapon um i've tried to do this multiple times um it's scary i well precedented that i don't like when things can chase me but i can't attack back i have no problem as long as i have a means of retaliation uh must stem from some childhood trauma i really don't know Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, these things, or this thing is stalking you. You can grab a knife, go to the painting, and try and stab it. But if you grab the wrong knife, uh, it does nothing. Um, <laughs> you have to run back and find the fucking right one, which he will comment on, like, oh, this one is different than the others, you know, yeah. or whatever. So you can kind of figure it out. And if you get back to the painting before the thing actually gets you, which is kind of hard to do, I watched in a playthrough where this guy would, like, juke it he would like have it run at him in one room and then he'd like run out of that room and duck behind something real Mm -hmm. quick and it would like be looking around for him and then he would go or what i was trying to do was i would grab the knife hide in the closet come out and just try and like beeline for the painting and he would kill me basically every time Mm -hmm. uh really annoying he would either like kill me 
as I was running to the painting or I would start to stab the painting and then he would pull me away from it before I finished. Mm -hmm. Very annoying. So that's where I stopped. That was about a good four hours in, you know, and this is, this is only like a six hour game. Mm -hmm. Six to eight hours, I'd say, depending on what you're doing. Like Uh, I'm watching a playthrough now and I'm like 10 minutes past, 15 minutes past where I stopped. Mm-hmm. And he's at the three-hour mark of five hours and a half for him to beat it. So there you go. After that, you go to like a bookstore, and there's actually some really cool uh, puzzle solving there, where you're like using information from one area to solve it pu- pu- puzzles in another part of the bookstore. It's probably one of the better parts of the game. Oh, the, for puzzles, yeah, it's solving. like a chess-related puzzle, is mm-hmm. it not? There's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, after that point. The game takes like a very strange turn because this is where uh, Cthulhu, the monster, starts to like communicate with you um, through your head. And the first kind of glimpse you get of this is you get ejected out of your body and you get sent into that, I believe, that same doctor that saved you. Uh, yeah, Maria from, Golden. Yeah, from the asylum. And you play as her now. Um, like looking through her eyes as she, and you, it's, you're moving around a hospital and there's all these people that are sick and it's one of these, like, you just got to do these certain objectives and just a random, a certain order, not a random order, certain order. You gotta go talk to this person then move over, talk to this person, then like take this item and move it over to this area. And then, then this, in, this pushes this person over to there and turn this nozzle on and, you know, it's fine. Um... And then that part ends, and you, as Detective Pierce, decide, like, I need to go to this hospital now. Like, this doctor, I think, was captured um, by this crazy lunatic, and I need to go save her. And this part, when you re-enter the hospital, um, if you thought that that one area was scary with the paintings... Yeah. Uh, try playing... Just wait till you get to this in the video. Like, I'm not gonna do it. This, I'm done. <laughs> this like almost broke me again because it was it was terrifying and the way you have to play it you're you're like it's all about the darkness and you're only allowed a certain like period of time in this darkness and then like the walls start to close in on you like you know you're talking when you're in the the closet and then this monster starts to hunt you find you and it gets closer and you can hear it getting closer and you have to like break back to the light which you have to basically memorize this same hospital you were in but like in almost complete darkness. And oh boy, like that, like that was terrifying. And yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then from here on out, um, the game gets really weird because you don't know like what's reality, what's not reality, uh, what's a hallucination, what's not a hallucination. It's like for, it's it's almost like like back to Batman. Like it, imagine like the last third of the Batman game was just like the the scarecrow part where you're like, what am I, what is real? What is not real? What is happening? And that's really the rest of the game. Like there are some parts you're like, okay, this I believe is true. But then like even the ending, like the the final chapter, I'm like, was that even real? And then the big reveal at the end after the credits, I don't know if you want me to ruin, you'll get there. It's fine. Spoilers to anyone listening. And and this might be like the bad ending too. Cause I missed, I'm going through this walkthrough, flowing through. I want to say there was two endings. 
Well, I I woke up like in in back in the in a sane asylum. So like I don't know what was real, what wasn't real. Like what parts of that I experienced. Was it that same insane asylum I was in previous? Like I never actually escaped. So um, you know you do get a gun at at one point, which is really cool. But it's like it's just point and click. You don't have to really aim. It's just if you fire a gun, you're gonna hit whatever target, whatever yeah, whatever guy's in front of you, and you have like eight bullets, and then that's it, and then it's over. So it's almost as soon oh, nice. as, almost as soon as it arrives, they take it away, and you do you do communicate with Cthulhu, but it's just like I guess like the people here like caught Cthulhu like when they were out whaling, and they all ate it, and that's why they're all like kind of crazy Creepy. and crazy. But, yeah, that's the uh, what do they call that the the Great Feast or yeah. something. You just never and, see uh, like Cthulhu. Like if you Google Cthulhu, you see this crazy big monster and like. I so wanted to just at one point, like, you just stare down with this thing, and, like, I'm like, whoa, you know. It's impossibly huge. It and, yeah. never, it never, yeah, it says Cthulhu Endings. I just got to the uh, the final walkthrough here, so I, I'm guessing I got the bad one, and there's probably a good one that, uh... I don't think there is a quote, quotation good one. <laughs> I think no matter what, it ends kind of poorly. Yeah, uh, there might be a better one. You know what I mean? I think it's one of those type. There's, of there's the protagonist suicide. I guess there's a way I die, which I think is what I did. And then there's the suicide yeah. of Sarah Hawkins. And there's certain points, like if you drank the alcohol, if you read the unholy books, if you never answer in Rylian, if you accept Drake's offer, you get that one. Oh God, I see. I don't. They should have. There should have been multiple, multiple endings, and like multiple branching paths like they are like they did they started with and then like it would have just gave this game like replay value um i'm not replaying for this like well yeah there's just not enough um Mm -hmm. like maybe one replay you know but yeah like you said i think they they started out with like this grandiose idea of what they wanted to do uh, which is pretty evident early on because there's more branching paths early on than there are as the game progresses. It becomes a lot more linear. For sure. Um, but they had this idea of what they were wanting to do, and it was beautiful, but then they realized the time, effort, and money involved in making something of that scope, and they had to cut a lot of corners, it feels like, anyway. I don't know this for sure, but it feels like they did to just be able to get this out, you know? Uh-huh. So I think what ended up happening is, you know, we, we got a game that uh, was bigger in, you know, it's uh, in its thought than uh, implementation or whatever. Um, so we got not the game that they had intended, I think, um, which would explain why they, you know, left things out like maps and better mm-hmm. systems and more endings and so on and so forth. There were some parts um, where they hit it out of the park. Like, originally, when I first started this game, I was like, I don't know. This is what are we doing here? And then it got right. really good, and it was really interesting, and I was really into it. And then they like just went off, kind of sloped end. off again, yeah. yeah and then like <laughs> if they would have kept it like in the realm of reality, I think, and not mm. done this, you know, crazy like eject my conscious into somebody else or hallucinations and whatnot like i think yeah. been a better game like they should redo this and just make it like you know 1930s you know crime drama san francisco like maltese mm, falcon maybe. let's just uh keep it i, I want to say that there's another game that is based i i'm not don't 
I won't swear to it, but there's another game that looks very similar to this uh, called The Sunken City mm-hmm. that may be the same developer even. It looks so much like it. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's the, you know, a continuation of this or what, it, or if it even is related to it, but I was watching a trailer for that and I was like, this just looks like Call of Duty. It looks like the same game. Um, so I don't know. And then of course, the, the aforementioned Call of Cthulhu that, uh, was on the Xbox is in high regard by many, uh, outside of its gameplay. So, um, that's mm. the one when you hear people talking about Call of Cthulhu and how it's like a must play, that's the one they're actually talking about. Um, and I've, I've never actually played it. I've owned it for a long time and it is just, I don't even know if it works in a 360, to be honest. Mm. Um, because I don't have a original Xbox that Duke or whatever they called it, monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the Xbox games will work on a 360, um, but I haven't tried hmm. to see whether or not that one does or not. I will um, say my, when I told my friend I was playing this, he's like, oh man, that game is so glitchy and has so many problems. And I didn't have any of those problems. They must've patched it. Well, is what that means to me. Well, Did you have he again, no, not at all. He again may have been talking about the Xbox version because the original call of Cthulhu is well known for being glitchy. Yeah, maybe um, up to, and including there are portions of the game that are apparently if you do the wrong thing, you just get stuck at a certain uh, area and you can't progress. Break so the game. One of those things. And uh, apparently the PC version was even worse. Uh-huh. And but there are updates and fan updates and stuff that you can do to make you know, mitigate that. But uh, yeah, apparently it was it was one of those games like um, what was that vampire the masquerade and stuff like that of the era that were just like barely held together. Um, the fallout new Vegas, you know, that was one fallout three, hmm. um, those type of games that are so big in scope and they had so much going on that if you did just the right thing or wrong, depending on how you look at it, it would just glitch your game out to a point of unplayability. Hmm. Uh, but I had no problems with, uh, the PS4 port, um, yeah. outside of just gameplay issues. Yeah. Overall, I uh, I do feel the game is worth it because it's like ridiculously cheap. Um, I think I bought mine new at under thirty dollars, and I mean when I say new, I mean it. I bought it the week it came out, um, and was you know was like I'm going to play this right away, and then just didn't because <laughs> I do that a lot. Uh, and then uh, I think you got it for like nine bucks, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like under a ten dollar physical title. I'm not sure what it goes for on PSN Network. I can't imagine it's more than twenty. Um, you know, if you're into this sort of game, like these horror, occult, uh, surrealistic, you know, Lovecraftian, any of those things, if any of that appeals to you at all, check it out. If you can't stand uh, clunky stealth, just stay very far away from this game because uh, Metal Gear Solid. It is not. Um, yeah, it, it was it was tough to get through those areas. Um, but yeah, overall, really good game. Uh, like I said, it's it's very story driven. So if you're into stories and uh, horror, this this is a must play, I think. I mean, and it's only going to take, you know, like I said, I, I was playing for, I don't know, four or five, six hours, whatever it was total. Uh, I'm probably only like four hours into the game, but I, I more than feel like I got my money out of it, you know. Mm hmm. I think so too. I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it'd be, it'd be nice if maybe it was like you know obviously better, but like or like shorter. Like if I could get like a 
play it and like beat it in like a night, like, you know, eight hours, six, eight hours might be a little long. If it was like three or four hours, you know, I don't know, it might be. And there was like more, you know, choices, more branching, more, path. More branching path, but I could have the whole thing wrapped up in like an evening or maybe two evenings. Like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, it, it would be. And I, I feel you on that because like you were saying, the latter half, a lot of it does feel like filler anyway. You know, they, they, could have wrapped it up earlier i feel like um and they were just at that point trying to pad the game more just so that it wouldn't be a three-hour title because no matter what you do like here you and i are complaining about a six eight hour long game and there's the the flip side of the younger generation mostly and i was a part of it as well where like I wanted my games to be a hundred hours plus. Oh yeah, you know, that's, that's why I was in the role playing <laughs> games. Like I exactly, need to play this game. And sure. now I'm an older guy. I've got the money to be able to buy, you know, not all the games, but a lot of the games and more than I could no possibly ever time. play. Yeah, I don't have the time I used to, and I've got way more at my disposal. Uh-huh. So these shorter games appeal a lot more, and sure. and that, that's something I think a lot of game developers have uh, lost sight of is that you know there is a lot of us guys in our 30s and 40s now that don't have the time, the inclination to be able to sit down and play a hundred hour long RPG, mm-hmm. uh, and they need to shorten those suckers back to like the 10, 20 hour range. That is perfect. Um, I, I understand there are a few that have done that uh, as of late, but uh, that's the model that I'm looking for. When I read on the back of the RPG now that it has hundreds of hours of gameplay, my first thought is I'm not playing this game. Yeah. I just I don't have the time. Um, when I get into a game that takes 40, 50 hours, like uh, Days Gone a couple months ago, uh that's all i did that month you know <laughs> it's like i'm playing that an hour two hours a night for the entirety of the month i'm not watching any other shows i'm not you know that's my life that's my recreational time so it it takes that kind of dedication uh to be able to get through a game like that and i'm not willing to do it for most games i, I really like days gone for reasons i i can't explain to you because everyone says it's a crappy game but i still had a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know but anyway but yeah overall this is a good game james do you have any idea uh, as to what we might do next i do not man i don't even know who chose this was this is my idea i think so i think we're on your end well, i think it's back to you <laughs> it's it's it was kind of mutual because i think i mentioned mm-hmm. that um but uh, it was one of the games that I was kind of looking forward to playing or whatever like that. And then uh, you said, well, why don't we just play Cox? And I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. Right. Um, yeah. I've, I don't really have any particular idea. Like I've got a few that I would like to do, but they've, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I, I've been wanting to do 3d dot heroes for like a couple years. And I was going to, I was like, kept putting it on the back burner. I was like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. One of these days. Cause it was like a budget title. And now it's like a $150 game or some fool thing out of nowhere. P- PS3 title that plays like Zelda. And I'd almost bought you a copy two or three times over the years. And now I really wish I had, because I used to see them all the time at game stores. And I was like, oh, I'll just pick games up a copy, kind of like I did with that Alan Wake. And that's part of why I grabbed it, because I was thinking, man, if this ends up being another 3D Dot Heroes or a Folklore, uh, there's all these PS3 titles right now that are just through the effing roof. It's it's mind-boggling. Um, but no, I don't have anything like Super in particular. Um, you've already played through Final Fantasy VII Remake, have you not? I'm not about halfway. Okay, I was gonna say I've I've got that for the PS4. 
Um, if you want to know. go through that one, I, I I need a reason to get into. That. Oh, you you need a reason to go ahead and play. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that because I, I I also feel like I need a reason to play it. So let's okay. do coming up final fantasy 7 remake um i can shit on that for a while i I know it's already been covered in in depth by the rpg show but uh we're not the rpg show we're just their friends yeah yeah. um so this will be james and and my uh interpretation of that game uh i won't be able to play any of the yuffie dlc because i'm still on the playstation 4 i think you are as well oh yeah that's right that's ps5 exclusive isn't it it is, yeah, but I'm I'm not too worried about that. Evidently, mm-hmm. the Yuffie DLC is actually better than the game itself. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because Yuffie apparently is like uh, just a god, oh, right? God. So she's like a one-man army, and uh, the the game the main game is apparently uh, all about like switching between the characters you get to be able to do different things. So. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. I played through the demo. I really liked it. Um, so yeah, this and as you said, I, I've been wanting an excuse to play it, but it's like one of those things where where do I have the extra twenty, thirty hours, whatever it's going to take? You know, forty. Jeez, yeah. So, well, we'll I'm not going to make you play through the whole thing. Um, this again, this isn't the RPG show. I don't expect you to beat the game. Uh, get as far as you can until you're not having fun, and then stop. You know that's <laughs> that's kind of my philosophy. I'd like to beat the games. It's fun when we do, but it is I will by no beat means. This one. I don't know if I'll do it within the month, but I will beat this game. So it's yeah, good. well, good, good, good. It's all good. And uh, other than that, uh, like like I've been mentioning throughout the show, uh, listen to our friends over at the RPG Show. A uh, bunch of great guys over there. They're doing God's work. Uh, I believe I'm going to be joining them on not this upcoming episode, but the one after that for Disco Elysium, mm, um, which is a point-and-click adventure game uh, set in a fictitious world. But, um, yeah, again, you play as an alcoholic detective, so <laughs> a theme, I guess, we're doing there. Um, so I'll be joining them on that. Of course, listen to our friend Mike over at... Uh, not playing with power. I think I think playing with power is defunct. I haven't seen yeah, it come up no, in they, they, some time. They don't have access to the Nintendo powers anymore. They, Nintendo yeah. made everyone take it down. But he's still doing the uh, the horror shift. show. Yes. Yeah, the graveyard shift, uh, which is a show he does about um, you know, typically bad horror movies. Although sometimes he does truly great ones as well, mm-hmm. and he usually has uh, varying guests on there and. Uh, just want to give him a shout out because we haven't done so in a long time. Seems like there's some others. Again, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he, he's a good dude. He, he texts me, uh, or I say texts, um, messages, messages me via uh, the Facebook. Facebook, yeah, uh, quite a bit, and yeah. uh, it's always something funny. And yeah, other than that, not much else to say. Uh, yeah, listen to Derek and Don. They did a show a year or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, guys, come back. No, but well, what's funny about that, though, is I do feel like um, you and me are kind of slipping into where they were at when we I started know. this show. Where like it's getting harder and harder for you and I to be like motivate ourselves to do a show. <laughs> It's especially just a weird when, time like, for me, especially like just these boys. Like, me too. Randomize when when they're going to sleep. Today I got lucky. Today they, like my both of them went down at eight, and I was like, "Holy God, the stars have aligned." Nice. Usually it's like nine thirty, and I'm like, "I'm never going to record again." Uh, <laughs> but what a, 
give a shout out to Jeff Edmonds. Uh, he recently had a birthday. Hey. Uh, and Mintian is doing, that's our friend Bjorn. He's doing uh, some streaming stuff over on Twitch where he's playing various games. I subscribe to his channel. Uh, you should as well. Uh, I don't get a chance to like watch Twitch too much, but uh, you know, uh, Minthian's been a longtime friend of the podcast. We have like several longtime listeners slash friends of the podcast that I feel like I don't mention enough. You know, even our friend like Steve, who sent me all that stuff a while back. Uh, I, I keep meaning to like do a review over these like this tiger handheld that he sent me, you know, but there's not a whole lot to say about them. So it's kind of hard to do an audio podcast over that stuff, Steve, but I certainly did appreciate you sending it all mm. to me. And it, it will be in my collection until I die, which hopefully will be a very long time. Yeah. 50 but, uh, yeah. And then uh, hopefully God be 90. Jesus. I don't know. Maybe 40 years. We'll, we'll give it that. Um, but yeah. Uh, I really seems like I'm forgetting something, but who knows, man? I don't know what it is. Listen to Video Games the Movie. We're going to be doing Captain in the Game Master. Um, James, you're always welcome to join on those. And then after that, we're going to be reviewing the Witcher uh, movie that just came out, the uh, animated Captain one. In. That was that was a little old for me. I was like... What, probably, Captain in? Yeah. It was probably like five or six, seven maybe when it came out. So like... I didn't really know yeah, how was, TV worked back then, you know, like when to watch mm-hmm. things. It was just random. I was right in the pocket, man. Yeah. Like, I, I think that came out in 88, something uh-huh. like that. So I was like eight years old. And, oh, my gosh. I just, that show. It was good. That was I remember watching The it. only thing that I want. Oh, it's terrible, though. I've, I've rewatched <laughs> it. I bought the box set. It is not a good show. It's animated poorly. It's voiced. That's I mean, the Mario the are... show for me. The Mario show, like, I yeah. have such great memories. And I went and tried to watch it with my sons. And I was like, oh, my God. There's, like, music in every episode. What is happening? We hooped on the brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the Zelda ones. Goofy. Like, I think I had, like, something. When it was, like, I don't know when the Zelda came out. It was, like, Thursday or Fridays. But I was always mm-hmm. busy. Fridays. Fridays. I was always, like, I had something every Friday where I couldn't get home to watch it, so I only saw a handful of, I think I bought the box set so I can go back and watch yeah. them, but. Uh. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> yeah, Steve Martin, I think they got stole that from him. He probably should have sued. Excuse uh, me. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> yeah, what a, again, what a terrible show. Um, There's supposed to be a Captain Netflix thing coming out, though, about Zelda, right? Isn't that, wasn't that in the works? I, you know, I'd heard that a year or two ago. They but finished I the Castlevania conversation. We should go with the castle. They just concluded Castlevania on... Um, right, and I, you know, I still haven't watched the last season of that, so that's something that... That'll we be, may do when for, you do that. I'll, I'll join the I'll join the uh, video games. And okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Or you or you and I can just do one. It Let's doesn't do matter. There's, Let's do that. There is no rules for video there games. Was, the movie. There was something else that just came out. That was a movie that I was like, ah, that'd be a good video games. The movie. I watched it too, and I was like, I don't know. I, w- I watched uh, Gamer finally. Uh, that movie is straight hot. Just diarrhea. Is that the one uh, with the uh, uh, Gerard Butler? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even. That looked terrible. It's so bad. I was like, what are you doing? You yeah. know, this is the guy that was in 300. Yeah. <laughs> Money grab. Oh, man. Is, yeah. is it bad? Just the concept of it was so stupid. It's like Gerard Butler versus Dexter from Dexter is the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I, I mean, I watched the whole thing and I wanted to do a show over it, but I, I watched it and then I had the thought, I can't force anyone to watch this movie. This is not, 
this is not something I want to inflict on anybody. You know, as much as I like talking about bad films, I I, I would feel genuinely bad for stealing <laughs> two hours of someone's life. Yeah. Oh, right. it had John Leguizamo in it. For God's sake, I love John Leguizamo, and he's terrible in it. Uh, anyway, like he's great, but his role is terrible. Yeah, um, yeah that's uh, about it. Then I don't know what else to do except uh, I guess we'll see you next time. And what can everyone do, James? Keep it retro. That's right. See you later, Bye, guys. Bye. All right, buddy. That was good. Yeah, that was an excellent episode, I thought. It was very, very concise, and yeah. uh, we stayed on topic outside of a couple of uh, beeps from either you or me. I can never tell, you know, with our phones. My but, phone went off a couple times there, yeah, which whatever. But, yeah, it's not a big deal. People are used to that. But, yeah, I think we gave a good review on a decent game. Mm-hmm, not bad. Looking Looking forward to playing some Final Fantasy VII. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, gosh, I, I really do. I keep thinking there was something major I wanted to talk about, and I just oh, can't. Oh, we should have dropped that movie again. Oh, well. We'll do it next time. We got another one. Dropped a movie? The, I mean, talked about the, the 8-bit Christmas again. Mm. We, got another, we got another month before it comes out, at least two months. When, and that, is that going to be on Netflix? I think it's coming to theaters. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Uh-huh. I'll look into that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, whatever it is, we're going to watch it uh, talk about that, right away. Be, yeah. And then we got to talk and about And then it. you've got to get Neil Patrick Harris on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. So you're welcome, buddy. I mean, you guys both live in California, so. Yeah. Yeah, just do it. Join the Magic Guild. Seriously. He's apparently the leader of the Magic Guild, so. I can get in. I don't know mm-hmm. what medium it's coming at. November 25th, release date. Wonder where but it doesn't say for what. I mean, surely it'll be on a streaming platform. and Everything basically is these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine it going to theaters, but... You know, they're opening back up. I haven't been to a theater since... Years. Oh, man. I, I literally can't. Oh, wait, no, it was uh, the last time I was in a theater was for The Lion King, and I was at the theater with my daughter when I got the text about Brent. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's sobering. That's nice but anyway, fun. yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't go often, and when I do, it's usually I'm being drugged by my daughter. So HBO Max, holiday debut. There you go. I bet I, bet I can pay $3.99 on Hulu or Prime and watch it, though. That's usually the way they work. So Thanksgiving Day, I'll be watching it. Right on, yeah. That way, it's cool that uh, what was his name, Kevin Jackbowski, wrote you back. Yeah, uh, me too. I thought he was gonna big time us. Like fucking podcasters. No, that's back when I was, you know, piddling around with scripts, not mo- major motion pictures. Yeah, and I felt so bad about uh, when we did the interview too that I. Uh, said whatever it was he had worked on was something entirely different than Brickleberry. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what it was I said now. It's been so long, but I remember I, I misquoted or whatever. Felt like a dumbass. But he was really, he was really sweet about it. Cool. Just a, a really good guy in general. Yeah. And yeah, corrected me on uh, Dwight Gooden playing for, I can't even remember. I think I said he played for the Mets or something or the Cubs and it was the opposite. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I don't know who remembers that stuff, no but one. 
He did. <laughs> he corrected me on it. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, bastard. Uh, uh, calling me out on my own show. No, he's a good guy. Yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't know what to say, James. Like I said, I, I could have swore there was something else I wanted to talk to you about, but I might just be fiending for some James time because I didn't get to talk to you in a while. So. I might be calling you on Thursday because my wife is taking the boys to her sister's house and I have the whole night. So I don't know, maybe if I'm find myself around nine ten o'clock maybe i'll give you a call we'll throw something together just see what's up yeah sure yeah i'll uh i'll be sure to bring i've got some headphones with a microphone so even if i'm uh working i can talk to you while i'm doing whatever cool 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 all right man well i'll get some rest uh it's getting late-ish here although not for me i'm gonna go hit the gym in an hour or two and yeah, go yeah. get a protein shake there you go mm, makes my parts smell great later all right see you everybody <laughs> Bye-bye.